tax-effective giving is where you make a donation to a charity, minimise and reduce your own tax exposure, your own tax liability, nothing wrong with that, and also maximise the income, maximise the return for a charity. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number-loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Typically, there are four main ways in the United Kingdom where tax-effective giving takes place. Last week, we talked about gift aid. That was number one. And then followed up, we've got payroll giving, the gift of land, property or shares, or that moment when you pass away and you donate assets via your will to a charity. And it has the impact of giving charity much-needed funds, as well as reducing your inheritance tax liability as a result. Now, folks, before we dive into those methods, before we look at each one individually, it's worth pointing out that when you think charity, let's flip it on its head. There are many wonderful organisations out there in the creative field, in the health field, education, community cohesion. We have hundreds of thousands of charities out there doing good work, which need much fun. So think of it as supporting businesses that do good work, not only on a domestic scale, but also on an international horizon as well. Across lots of different sectors, and making gifts, supplying funds to those organisations, is a vital thing for them to not only sustain, but thrive and carry on delivering that benefit. Let's get back on to our mechanisms. Now, in last week's episode, I talked about gift aid. Worthwhile revisiting that podcast. Check it out. The second method I'm going to do is called payroll giving. Now, as the name implies, this is where you donate regularly through your wages or salaries. It can also apply, by the way, to private pensions. Now, the benefit of making the gift that way is that, A, the charities get regular income. Secondly, it has the impact of reducing your own personal tax liability. I'll demonstrate with a few numbers in a moment. And also, the company, the employer, can discharge their corporate social responsibility. They can also do good things for a charity which is of a a local charity or a national charity. So pretty much everybody who takes part in payroll giving benefits in some way. Let us throw some numbers in your direction. Now, before we throw those numbers here, consider your own individual situation. Are you what's called a basic rate taxpayer, where effectively you're paying tax at the 20% rate? Are you a higher rate taxpayer where you're paying at 20% and also you've got income that's being taxed at 40% or are you an additional rate taxpayer where on top of the 40% rate, you're paying at a 45% rate as well? The tax saving will increase the higher the rate of tax that you're paying. The charity receives the same level of money from you. So if you donate £100 and you're a basic rate taxpayer, effectively that regular donation that money that's going through your payroll will only cost you £80. You get £20 knocked off your tax liability, which can't be a bad thing. For that same £100, it's a £60 effective cost. You're reducing your tax bill by £40 for every £100. The charity receives the £100. And lastly, if you're an additional rate payer, £55 is the effective cost of that payroll giving. 
Now, the mechanism as such, typically you'll have an outside agency that will collect those contributions from your employer. You, as the employee, can decide which charity is the recipient of that regular payment that you're making. And I say regular, by the way, because most people who engage in a payroll giving scheme will be doing it on a regular basis. You can do it as a one-off. Now, there are 23 listed agencies with HMRC, by the way, who operate and offer that service as payroll agencies. They administer those contributions. You can decide to give to a specific charity, or you and your fellow colleagues may get together and decide that you want to change the recipients there as well. So you have that flexibility to either designate individual charities or a group of charities. It's your choice. Your firm may have a charity they're actually sponsoring and supporting, which does good work in the locality, or again, it may be a national charity itself. Now, the rates do differ, by the way, if you live in Scotland, because the tax rates in Scotland are different to the United Kingdom for England and Wales. So again, the principle is what we're focusing on. The actual mechanics and the numbers, if they're a little bit head-scratching, then drop us a line, check it out on HMRC, and I'll give you the link in the show notes so you can find out who those payroll agencies are, as well as what the rates of tax might be. So that's method number two. So we talked about gift aid last week. We're talking about payroll giving here. Let's talk about the third one now. And this is where you may decide to donate land, property or shares to a charity of your choice. Remember, when I say charity, effectively, it's the organisation that's doing good stuff, whether it's in the arts and creative sector, whether it's in a field of education, whether it's in a field of community cohesion, international outreach work, relieving poverty. There's a whole list. Now, that charity, if it's the recipient on donations of land, property, or shares, when you make that gift and no money is received, then there's no tax liability. And you can actually claim income tax relief by deducting the value of that donation from your taxable income. That has the effect of reducing your taxable income and thereby reducing your tax liability as well. If you also gift those assets to a charity, they're made what are called capital gains tax free or CGT free. Now, in most cases, by the way, charities would prefer the individuals to take care of that burden and make those sales themselves. So liquidate those assets, generate the cash, and then make the gift accordingly. As long as you've got the records from the charity and yourself, you can still claim the income tax and the capital gains tax relief. Now, if for any reason you decide to sell those assets and money changes hands in terms of when it goes to the charity, then potentially there's an income tax liability. But most people in that situation will gift those assets And again, that's going to be beneficial both for income tax and capital gains tax as well. Now, before we look at the last method, and that comes to inheritance tax, so death is going to befall us all at some point in our lives, I just want to mention one more point about the payroll giving. Unfortunately, it doesn't relieve any national insurance burdens. It only relieves income tax burdens, which, again, can be quite punishing. And if you want to achieve two objectives of giving to a charity, as well as minimising your tax liability and maximising the return for the charity, then it's worthwhile looking at these different mechanisms. Now, the last one I want to consider is inheritance tax relief. Now, currently, the headline rate for inheritance tax is 40%, typically chargeable on estates over 325000 Again, there are a myriad of reliefs and exemptions, family homes, etc. But let's work on that assumption. 40% is the headline rate. Now, two things to bear in mind here. Number one, 
if in your will you bequeath your assets to a charity, there is no inheritance tax on those assets. So they're gifted IHT free. If in addition, you give more than 10% of your estate to a charity, you leave that in your will, then the rate of inheritance tax drops from 40% to a lower 36%. You've got to give it a said at least 10% on the value of your estate for that to be considered. And again, depending on the magnitude of your estate, a 4% IHT saving has got to be worth considering. Again, this has to be executed via a will. And again, the choice is yours about which charities you select. As long as they're registered in England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, it will all count. So folks, I hope you found this useful. Let's just summarise where we are. If you're going to give to a charity and you also want to minimise your own tax liability and who wouldn't want to, and you also want to maximise the return for a charity, which is essentially a business registered as a charity, then you've got gift aid. Check out last week's notes and podcast. You've got payroll giving. You've got gifting land, property or shares. And then you've got leaving gifts in your will to a charity of your choice. I hope you found this useful. Are you somebody who donates to a charity? If so, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Have you found them useful? If you're a charity itself, consider those different mechanisms and make sure that you communicate the benefits out to your donors. Again, donors won't typically be taking on board tax reliefs when they make those gifts, but they can certainly be an influencing element. Until next time, folks, happy donations. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Hold up. 